My name is Patty. I'm a member here at the church for oh, about 23, 24 years now. Tell you a little bit about myself. I was conceived the last time my parents were together. And I know that because my mom told me after my dad had passed away that uh, the morning after he had had a heart, he was a diabetic and had a bad heart condition. That the morning after he said, "Oh wow, we're not going to be doing that again for a while." And uh, a week or so later, he went into the hospital and uh, he never came out. Mom found out that she was pregnant with me about a month after that incident. Um, and so when I was born nine months later. It was into a family that was grieving, a mother and an older brother who were grieving the loss of something that I never knew. Uh, it won't surprise you to learn that uh, I noticed that by being funny and loquacious that I could get a lot of attention. Hmm. <laughs> and so through that experience, I realized two great truths about my own life. Number one, women in my family can kill a person with their sexual prowess. <laughs> it's true. And number two, I was born to comfort the grieving. Growing up without a dad, I kind of didn't know what the big deal was about. I, I later on had a stepfather who wasn't a real daddy type. He was, he was more of a mentor. He, he introduced me to ideas and thoughts that I never would have been exposed to. It was because of him that I shook Hubert Humphrey's hand in 1967 at the Union Club here in Kenosha. So whenever people talked about their dads, I, I didn't really get it. I had uncles, and I thought they were the, the best guys in the world because they always treated me just like gold. But as with many families, the way they treated their own families wasn't always that golden. I have many cousins who I don't know where they are. Their fathers don't know where they are. We have many cousins who are part of either the first family or the second family. Um, I know people in my own small family circle who have lost track of children after a divorce. Fatherhood is very difficult. It's very multifaceted. I was always fascinated by people's stories about their dads, though. Two of the ones that struck me most forcefully, I remember one time, you know how you get together with the neighborhood kids and you're sitting on somebody's porch and you're talking about stuff and there was this girl, Linda, from the neighborhood and she was very upset and she said, my mom and dad had a big fight last night and my mom brought all us kids into the bedroom and just sat with us and told us what a horrible person our dad is. And yet, there was no divorce. There was no, they didn't move away. I saw her the next week. And so it was a peak 
for me into what can happen in other people's homes. I had another friend in uh, all, we went all 12 years of school together. And I remember one day, you know, we were having one of those heart-to-hearts. We were probably about 15. And she confessed to me tearfully that her family went to therapy. (gasps) Because her father had depression. (gasps) She was so ashamed. I never told anyone. I I won't even tell you her name now, just because it was that important to her. It was so powerful to her that her family was having this experience. As my work as a funeral director informs me, there are wonderful stories of fathers and people who pay tribute to them in incredibly creative ways. My favorite is uh, the, the gentleman who was a master fisherman. And, and I'm sorry if I get any of the lingo wrong, but he made like, like long handmade uh, poles for everyone in the family and he carved the handles and he, he just, he made them so painstakingly lovingly. And one of his granddaughters even showed me hers and said, this is the one grandpa made me for my wedding. So I mean, these people were big into fishing. And when he passed away, as we brought his closed casket after the visitation into the chapel for the funeral service, everyone in the family stood with their fishing poles and formed an arch, and and we went through it. So I don't know if he was the best dad in the world, but sounds like he's a pretty damn good one. There's also stories that break your heart about fathers. I officiated at a service one time, a a graveside service, not for people I knew, just something I had been hired to do. And a woman and her three daughters were standing there, very stone-faced. And there was was no one crying, and I kind of started... And, and as I saw the stone faces, I, I started editing, skip it, skip it, they're not into this, skip it, skip it. And I remember that I closed with a reading that said, when I am dead, think of me only in times that are good. Leave me in peace and I will leave you too in peace. And afterwards, the wife came up to me and shared with me that on his deathbed, the man had confessed to molesting all three of the daughters. They had thought, each of them, that they were the only ones. And yet, there was that bond that you had to do something. You had to mark that occasion. Um, I've also officiated at services for people who were the greatest guy in public. 
the greatest guy in public and, and people, hundreds of people go by and, oh, I knew Donnie from the bar and I knew Donnie from the golf course and I knew Donnie from down. And yet their families stand there and they don't know any of that. They haven't gotten any of that. So it's, it's hard to think about fathers and Father's Day as this pinnacle of masculine perfection being celebrated. The truth is, is that fathers, like mothers, like men, like women, like humans, are human beings. And we can never tell from the outside what's perfect and what's good. All those families that, you know, in your neighborhood that you thought, oh, look at their station wagon and look at their pool and look at their everything. You know, things can look perfect from the outside. But then you think Cosby show. And sometimes things are not what they appear on the surface. And so today we celebrate real dads. Dads who are there for kids despite distance or DNA or mixed feelings, despite addiction, despite mental illness, despite death. And so I would all invite you now, if you would like to, to just speak aloud the name of a man that you would like to offer peace and blessings to on this Father's Day. You can just say their names aloud. Blessed be.